tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. I'm editing and releasing episode 17B from the United States, where I'm doing a road trip with my wife and daughter. I'm currently in San Francisco, but we'll be heading off soon via National Parks, Las Vegas and the Grand Canyon to Colorado, where we fly back to the UK from Denver. Episode 17B is the second release on the topic of playing acoustic guitar. In this episode, Dan answers my question about how to improve dynamics in an acoustic band, particularly when soloing. His tips and tricks cover using double stops, chord tones, and investing in an acoustic amp. In this episode, as always, you can hear Dan superb playing and interesting impromptu improvising. If you want to hear more and see the setup of where we record, then find our YouTube channel by searching for Tune In Tone Up and then subscribe. There will be lots more videos in the future. I will try to get the next few episodes out as best I can depending on Wi-Fi and hopefully weekly. the other thing that I find difficult often is soloing or having an interesting solo and it's it not getting lost but that just depends on the dynamics that you've got in the in the group that you're playing with really I mean it doesn't hurt if you are going to play in an acoustic outfit to have something like a a little acoustic practice amp just lift your guitar above everybody exactly. else yeah I mean that's no bad thing and also they're out there for fairly reasonable prices I have got one actually I've got a, I've got a Marshall Right. Watt, which is amazing. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you do find that you're with single notes, they're going to get buried amongst other people. It doesn't hurt to have a sort of a bit of a volume lift on tap. In terms of sort of making things interesting on an acoustic, I think there are ways of doing it. Because again, electric guitar is full of drama. Yeah. You can hit one note on the electric guitar, hit a pinch harmonic, and everyone goes, wow. Don't have that kind of thing going on with acoustic guitar quite so much. Yeah. It isn't really there. But there are certain things that we can do. Maybe if we look at our probably basic chords. Yeah. You can play that fresh. I'm going to take a solo if I may. Right, yeah. Thank you. 
So let's maybe look at some of the things that we played to kind of make it a bit more interesting. I often feel there's kind of parallels to country guitar playing in as much as with rock guitar, people can and do get a scale and go for broke. Yeah. And it can sound great. It can sound great, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, it takes a bit of technique, but it doesn't necessarily take a lot of intelligence. Yeah. You know, to be able to actually kind of sort of figure out what notes sound nice over what chords, what note you're going to land on, you know, what note you're going to harp on. These are kind of the important things, whether you're playing electric or acoustic. And that's another reason why I think it sort of one helps helps you with the other. So the acoustic can help you with your electric guitar playing. For one, I was using a fairly basic major pentatonic idea, really. Letting the notes breathe a little bit. There's also a bit of um, double stop playing, so when you play more than one note. Yeah. guy said to me it's a different instrument yeah and this is why one ability on the acoustic guitar feeds the ability on the electric guitar on the electric guitar you can play things that otherwise would be pretty dull play a bunch of power chords on a clean sound sound crap yeah with the acoustic you're better off thinking about the harmonic content thinking about the notes that are hitting against certain chords you, it pays you to because you don't have the drama of everything else to make it work so you've got to make your own drama and your own drama means you've got to have the touch the feel the right licks the right notes another one kind of country s where we've got my clean guitar playing was a bit lacking like my playing with overdrive and stuff was full of dynamite and yeah oomph my clean guitar playing was just meh and i realized this was the kind of stuff that was sort of lacking you hear a proper decent country guitar player rip through a clean guitar sound and can't believe your ears what comes out the other side well chosen notes double stops everywhere lovely sort of unison bends and pedal steel style licks and you've really got to play the stuff that sounds nice i don't know if i told you this i probably did apologies in advance i had a friend who was an amazing bass player guy i met on the and played with on the circuit years and years ago he's still playing now and he decided although he was a bass player he wanted to take up pedal steel flew out to america to learn 
and he said the best advice he had from his teacher in America was his teacher in America said, make it pretty. Now, okay, there's sometimes in music where you want to make it ugly. That's mm. true. But this sort of thing where you're kind of embellishing a nice tune, nice chords, making it pretty means picking good notes and playing them with a yeah. nice feel. And those notes where it's, you know, it's almost the diametric opposite of power chords. This is all about the harmony. because I'm I'm using the these chords. double stops and I'm and it's how one note relates to another. That's a bit of a cheeky cheeky manoeuvre with the uh, two notes in the chord, then the next two, then the next two, next two, next two. Or you can do this sort of thing. and everything become all important now if you then add that philosophy and and put it towards your approach to electric guitar you end up with kind of more interesting phrasing and more interesting notes because you actually might care about the chords you're playing over yeah so yeah. if we're playing over a d chord let's include a lot of those notes maybe that are in the d chord same thing really aren't they yeah. flip side of the same coin well you can include all of these you know when, when you're outlining a chord it's a lot less random yeah 
you know, while it's good to have some nice fast runs and that sort of thing in, in your solos and stuff, it can be kind of fun. You know, at the end of the day, the song is king. Songs endure. Yeah. You know. And it's a melody that is overriding, isn't it, usually as well? It's the vocal melody that's usually overriding. You take Bohemian Rhapsody, and there's some great guitar playing in Bohemian Rhapsody, and guitarists do go, oh, yes, Bohemian Rhapsody is quite good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's guitar players. People remember the song. They know it's got some cool guitar in it. But the thing that they go on about is the song. Yeah, Yeah. Living on a Prayer's got a brilliant guitar solo, but nobody gives a toss about that. All they want want to hear is the woo halfway there. Yeah, they want the song. Poor Richie Sambora, he's always there in the background. I know, I know. He's such a good player. But yeah, you can include all that stuff. made for tone as well aren't they they really are yeah I mean, I'm pretty pretty digging this after nearly a year I'm pretty much digging the tailor yeah it's great it's great it's got cool. a really bright sound to it cool Very different tones. 
Yeah, I mean, this, is, this has the zing that, uh, that cedar on the top is quite mellow, but a bit of a zing to it. Yeah. So Thank just, you. It's great. That's alright. So just, just to recap, hopefully this will maybe help you as well and, and help the people listening. Yeah. So to recap, when you're playing acoustic over something, acoustic adds a nice dimension to a song. So if you've got an electric guitar sitting comfortably in a song, well that's really cool. But an acoustic has a broader frequency spectrum. That's why when you plug it through an electric guitar amp, it just sounds honky and horrible. Because electric guitar amps deal with the mid-range most of all. So that's where guitar as a whole lives, but especially electric guitars. With an acoustic guitar, if you put it through a, few, a, a full range PA, you're getting sparklier highs mm. and probably boomier lows You know, yeah. from acoustic guitars. It's got a wide range. But it can also just sit nicely in the mix behind an electric guitar and drive something along. I would wager that if you listen to most country records, even if they're quite sort of almost like a rock and roll record, you'd probably hear some acoustic in there somewhere. Bear that in mind. The other thing too, play the full chords and think about extending those chords. What else could you use in place of those chords from the same family? Could an E minor be used as well as an E minor 7. So if you're in the key of E minor, yeah, an E minor 7 might well be fair game. As would an E minor 9. It sounds even more complex again. with an added 9 and I think it's an added 11 yes it's that one there's 4th fret on the D oh, yeah, gotcha. open G 3rd fret on the B 4th so fret so you want open G 3rd fret on the B and then 5th fret oh, on the top and mute out the A string That's similar to how I was trying to voice some chords. I was taking an A sus, I think, and trying to... Okay, so... Put it in another place on the fretboard. Put it in another place, but keep some notes open. Yeah. The acoustic, I, I think, is a great... It's a great instrument for learning your harmony. Yeah. And... 
Unfortunately, although guitar is predominantly a harmony instrument, people either sort of often go for the electric side of things and don't always learn their harmony kind of everywhere. Yeah. You know, they buy into maybe like the solo-y side or the rock-tastic side, and that is kind of quite a draw. Or they buy an acoustic and they live down the bottom end from the first three frets. Rely on some strumming patterns and... Yeah, and I mean, if you want to be a songwriter, I guess that's cool. But there's so much more... There's so much more out there, as I've always maintained and still do. A little bit of technique, a little bit of theory, it goes a hell of a long way. Yeah. You know, if you've got good ears and that's what you've developed, you can use those ears and you can move stuff around, find the same notes in different places. Yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not difficult. But the, the acoustic guitar is a great vehicle in that regard. It's the thinking man's instrument. Well, that's unfair on the electric. <laughs> It's, I think the electric is brilliant. Yes, I, think, is. I, I think the thing with the electric is it's it's a very very different thing. You know, it's I'm trying to think of a good analogy here. You know, it doesn't hurt the boss to do the job of the layman once in a while. Yeah. Okay. I, know. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it doesn't hurt for the guy who's stuck at the top of the tree to take a rain check and try what all of his staff are doing. Yeah. And by the same token, it doesn't hurt. You know, if you're playing electric to spend a few hours on an acoustic just in the same way that it doesn't hurt if you're predominantly an acoustic player try and master the electric yeah. and there's been some there are some strange crossover players that you wouldn't believe Andy McKee is probably one of the world's most notorious like modern contemporary acoustic guitar players an amazing yeah, player yeah. but there is footage on YouTube of I think he's playing a, a Dream Theatre solo because he yeah. came from electric, I think he came from I electric guitar, that. and his his electric guitar playing is pretty amazing actually. <laughs> I've never seen him playing an electric. Pretty I've awesome. Seen him doing, like is it called floating or something like that? Drifting. Drifting. That's it. Yeah. Rodrigue and, and Gabriella, oh, superb, uh, brilliant, doing that kind of crossover between classical and flamenco. Came from a rock background, I believe. And they've yeah. done their internship on electric. They do some Metallica songs, don't they? And mm. they do some uh, Led Zeppelin songs and everything as well. But having that kind of crossover, that kind of ability to go both ways, you know, I mean, you look like at... Like Chris Cornell as well. You know, yeah, he does a lot of acoustic stuff, doesn't he? It. You get a lot of those um, those bands that release brilliant uh, unplugged albums, Alice in Chains and... Pearl Jam and everything, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who was I thinking of? Yeah, I mean, one such guy who's been around for a very long time is Steve Howe. I'll Ooh, check him out. <laughs> you don't know who he is, you naughty boy. Yeah. Steve Howe played for Yes. Oh, right, okay. He was the original guitarist in Yes. Yeah. Yes has, I believe, only had two guitar players. One is Trevor Rabin, yeah. who's an awesome player, quite rock orientated. He went on to make a lot of film music and also have his own solo albums. Trevor Rabin played on a lot of the 80s stuff, the Owner of a Lonely Heart and the Big Generator album. Yeah, he put yeah. in some awesome vocals and awesome... He, he did a lot of singing on those albums, along with John Anderson. Yeah. But yeah, he put in some stunning guitar work. But on the classic Yes albums, from sort of probably the late 60s, early 70s through, and also on the Union album, where every member, I believe kind of got together and produced they produced an album as a whole and so they're on stage together Steve Howe and Trevor Rabin Steve Howe's an amazing acoustic guitar player but he also knocks out some pretty neat electric guitar stuff yeah yeah and he also played guitar and I think possibly mandolin 
on some of the some of Asia's album. Oh, okay. I had a, an Asia album from 1992 called Aqua, and Steve yeah, Howell's on well. that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check out some uh, some videos of him playing. Definitely. Know your rock and roll history. Yeah. Man. But yeah, there's. It's amazing how many people maybe get known for one thing, but they keep the acoustic guitar in the closet and then one day somebody finds out they can actually play the damn thing. On the flip side, I heard that story about Eddie Van Halen not ever playing an acoustic and then he went out with, um, who was it, a girl from a, another band and she bought him an acoustic guitar and he thought it was the sweetest thing anyone had ever done for him so he wrote her a song and it's never been heard but she's heard it and she says it's fantastic. And he played it brilliantly. <laughs> it's such a yeah. The thing is, when when you're a musician, although you are known for your musical instrument, you're known mm. for what you play. You know, the Les Paul became synonymous with Gary Moore. The Strat has become synonymous with Eric Clapton, and so on it goes. Derek Trucks is known for playing his SG as his Angus Young. You get kind of tied to a certain instrument, and that's what you're known for. At the end of the day, you're a musician. And you've got an instrument that's tuned the same as your electric instrument, if you want it to be. And the fretting is the same. But you've just got to give it a different kind of treatment. I suppose, as a parent, I've never had boys. I've always been blessed with girls. So I don't know what it's like to have a boy. It'd be an interesting experiment. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's, it's a similar sort of thing. Bringing up boys as opposed to bringing up girls. Basically, it's, it's not that different. But you have to tweak what you do to accommodate for the different pluses and minuses and differences between the two sexes. There, there yeah. are differences. Nuances. Yeah, and there are yeah. differences in the way the brains work. Yeah. Women and men think about well, things I'm a quite differently. Secondary school teacher, so certainly I know that. Right. But <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the same principle, it's, it's in concept the same. It's that you've got this instrument that's very, very closely related to what we know and love as the electric guitar. But we need to kind of make it work for us. So we need to apply maybe a slightly different set of rules. Yeah. But basically the tools in the tool bag remain the same. You need to play to the strengths of that instrument. That means using open strings where you can. As I say, I always thought when I was younger in my naivety that the capo was for lazy kids. Yeah, I did too. But one credit couldn't be bothered to learn bar chords. What a lazy kit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also <laughs> thought that learning on an electric, if I learned on an acoustic, then it was much tougher and I'd be tougher my hands up and so that it's got to be better. It's got to be no pain, no gain type of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, all, all these different sort of myths abound, yeah. uh, don't they? But I mean, yeah, actually a capo is a tool like any other. And in terms of making your guitar sound sweet in a number of different places, it is actually an essential an essential thing in the tool bag. Yeah. It's like having an extra finger, which yeah. you don't have. Tapping is just the same, you know, tapping in the note which you can't reach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's no different. But, uh, all but, good. But all yeah, good. But I mean, bear those things in mind. And um, I'm hoping this gets out to the... You know, guitarists out there who maybe thought about putting acoustic things in, but it just doesn't sound very good. Or, I mean, we've all heard the story. Oh, my wife bought me acoustic guitar for Christmas. I play electric guitar. Oh, every time I pick up this acoustic, it sounds crap. We've all heard that sort of thing before. Yeah. Maybe this will kind of make people think of it in a slightly different light and be more sympathetic to the instrument. Nice one. Thank you. No worries. 
Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Bye.